Hi, I'm Daniel Budai, and this is the Ecom Show, a podcast where you can learn more about the world of high-performing e-commerce players and marketers. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. Let's grow your e-commerce business together. Hey everyone, this is Daniel Budai and this is the Ecom Show. This is the very first episode of our new podcast and please uh, welcome Ben Erdey, who is our senior account manager in our team. He's been in the trenches with, uh, with the team and with our clients for, uh, for almost two years Hey Ben, please uh, tell me, tell us more about uh, yourself and how how you ended up in this team and and what you do uh, in our team. If you could tell us uh, in a few words, uh, I think the listeners would really appreciate that. Hey guys, it's uh, glad to, glad to be here. Um, yeah, I'm honored to be the uh, first participant and um yeah so i'm as daniel said i'm senior account manager at the moment at the company and uh yeah i've been working here for almost two years now which is crazy uh, i got started in 2018 in uh, september and i remember this because for our one year anniversary it was kind of funny um it wasn't really planned but we ended up going to boston in america to the clavio conference with Daniel and um, had, um, yeah, good times there and met a bunch of other people who are into the world of e-commerce email marketing. And um, yeah, I love this, uh, love this niche, love this industry. And um, it's, yeah, an awesome job, I think, what we're doing here. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Uh, and before we jump into e-commerce and email marketing, I know that you had a business before maybe could you tell us more about that it was a tv business right? yeah exactly so while i was still at university um yeah i got into the world of entrepreneurship marketing working online things of that nature and um so while i was away in prague on my exchange i started my first so-called business i say it's so-called because i didn't make any money with it in fact uh, i made a loss on it but, uh, but yeah, it was like a lot of um, good lessons that I learned there, uh, including email marketing, actually, which is funny because, um, you know, when you, got, when you get started on the first business, you have no idea what you should be focusing on. So I was, it was funny because, yeah, I was trying to come up with these crazy website design uh, tricks and uh, the best email marketing follow-ups, even though I didn't have any customers. And yeah, it's just funny <laughs> to you. You already wanted to follow up on them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, better be prepared then. So, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's great. Yeah, I remember. I I think we met in a Facebook group before, and and I could see you. And back then we had only a few applicants. Ben was our first account manager, and um, we had only a few. I mean, not not as few. We had like fifteen applicants, and. It, uh, I remember only Ben was really convincing, so so we decided to work together. It was really the the first few months of the company, and uh, since then, he, um, 
actually since then his his role changed a lot in the company he's teaching new people in the company and he's actively working on uh, new services to implement so um things really really changed in the past few um months and and two years and now he's in bali in asia so um ben is a big traveler traveler uh, can you tell us more about how how the island is and and uh how much you like asia i guess you like it uh yeah i really like it i was here about 10 years ago with a family and i was already in love with the island and it was kind of like my goal and now i'm realizing at the back of my mind it was my goal to sort of come back here and be able to like work and you know work and live here at the same time and actually uh, i wanted to pick up on um, one thing and i don't even i'm not sure if i told you this um the other day uh, my friend and i um uh who's my flatmate we um we had this conversation of like these big big moments in our like career or whatever and yeah, yeah. um i remember like in 2018 like it was to be honest like like one of the happiest moments in in the year when i remember uh it was funny because, um, uh, yeah, I, I think you sent me like, uh, like this voice message that, um, I actually remember it specifically. I don't know if I told you this. Um, yeah, yeah I like, I, I remember pretty much every word you said, like, hey, for the, so like, I have good news because the next time we will, um, meet in Budapest, we were probably gonna meet as co workers or something. And, uh, yeah, I was totally, um, yeah, really excited. So, uh, so that was great. It was around September, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you in September, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think I will, uh, I will uh, search that very first message. I, I remember the same message with Rita, who was also one of the first uh, team members. And back then, just the conversation was so different because we didn't really know each other. So it's funny to read it after after two years or almost two years. It's funny to read these these things. Yeah, yeah. for um, sure. And answering <laughs> your other question, sorry, uh, it was about traveling, right? Or um, how? Bali yeah, Bali, Asia. So you 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 already been there, right, with your family? Yeah, yeah I, I was here already, and um, yeah, I was. <laughs> It was funny because it just so happened to be that it's also such a big hub for e-commerce and people working mm-hmm. online. I don't know if um, my dad chose it for like any sort of reason like this. It was just like a really cool place. I don't know why it wasn't Thailand, even though that's also a big place. But um, yeah, it's crazy how things happen in life sometimes. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's such a big hub for e-commerce? What's the reason? <sighs> it's, it's very that's, that's a great question. Um, I think it's this crazy island. I don't know how it started. That why why it's not, I don't know, uh, New Zealand or why it's not uh, a certain other um, New Zealand island. Yeah, 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 it is, it is. But um, yeah, I don't know why it's not somewhere in South America, for instance. It, even though like that's also uh, like big places for traveling. I just think like it, it started being this massive place for tourism and then it ended up being people started living here because it's so like everything is perfect here like like in terms of like everyone speaks english um there's literally something for everyone uh if you really like coffee then uh you can go to amazing cafes and um 
yeah, if you prefer, I don't know, beach bars and things like this, it's, it's awesome. So, and then uh, like, it's, it's sort of this effect where like as more and more e-commerce or more and more business people move here is, um, starts bringing in even more sort of like mm -hmm. this crazy effect. Yeah. I was, uh, I was in Thailand twice, uh, in, uh, 2018, I lived there for three months actually 2017, end of 2017. And I was uh, in Bangkok and Phuket last year for one month. And there are some e-commerce people, but I think way less than in Bali. Um, and, and what's your experience? These people are um, rather dropshippers or they have brands. Maybe, you, you know, there is a certain characteristic, let's say, of, of them or... or or what can you see as a pattern of these people? That's an interesting question. Um, I mean, recently I've been playing more and more poker with a lot of uh, e-commerce people. We have like a massive community here. And um, actually, even the dropshipping people, because I, I remember that before Bali, I also met quite a few dropshippers, but um, not to this extent. And my perception of them was, yeah, they they are more like, let's say, Let's say immature, it's a bit harsh word, but, um, you know, like, let's say 22 year old, like lifestyle entrepreneurs and mm -hmm. things yeah, of that yeah. nature. But what I started seeing here, it's like, there's a lot of dropshippers here who do this like extremely professionally and they are following all the Sam Owens concepts. They have the ordering, they do the 10, 12 hour super focused days mm -hmm. and they wear the blue light glasses and everything. And, uh, they're like like extremely like strategic thinkers and they just build a bunch of stores. They buy new stores and they do it at a very, very high level. And I know a guy, for example, he's like 22 years old and um, he's completely killing it in, in all of his like dropshipping uh, businesses. And it's just um, actually um, I'll, I'll tell you a little secret that uh, one of my friends said, I'm, I'm not sure if it's going to be a secret for anyone else. Uh, but yeah, like they were just saying, like, basically what they do is they start out with this basic dropshipping model or general store and, yeah, yeah. um, they find the winner products and then they build individual brands for those. Let's say they have three winner products in three different mm -hmm. types of products. And then they just build a separate store specifically for that product or related ones. And yeah. that's how they can like pre-qualify sort of the the markets for mm -hmm. those specific products which is super interesting insight and yeah it's definitely a model that i can see happening but answering your question um everyone is tending towards more branding the other day i introduced uh one of my friends as a dropshipper to my other friend and he was like dropshipping what, what do you mean so um uh yeah it's it's sort of this trigger word but um yeah but everyone is trying to be a brand nowadays yeah, I, I think uh, this dropshipping became a bad word these days um, a bit because when we talk to e-commerce business owners and we ask them if they do dropshipping, they, you know, almost nobody says that, oh, yeah, I do dropshipping. No, nobody says that these days. Um, it was different two, three years ago. But nowadays everyone says that we are building a brand so actually now we, how we ask it, uh, it's not a secret how we, how we ask it from e-commerce business owners. We simply ask them if they have an inventory and where they have it. And mm -hmm. 
um, I think that makes a big difference in terms of customer experience and, and all of these things. Um, I think it's very interesting what you said that they kind of uh, validate the product uh, first in a general store. And then uh, if they find winners, then they build niche stores or even brands on that. Um, that's very interesting because um, I follow Gary Vee and he says that you should pick a niche, what you are really passionate about and build your brand and create a lot of content. And I feel like um, many people start uh, start doing it before before validating any products which is a different approach. So uh, it sounds like people in Bali or, or, or these e-com um, guys in Bali, they, they use a different approach. They, they go for everything, let's say, at the beginning, and then they find products, right? And then they yeah. niche down. Exactly. Um, so, so this is how they start, right? And then... After a while, uh, they start uh, buying up uh, stores or, or what you can see, because you also mentioned that. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's definitely something that the more like the highest level dudes are doing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, but the, the, the main thing is definitely this um, pre-qualifying or um, pre-validating the products. And then they are like solely focusing on those brands. I have a few friends that are transitioning and I think they, I'm pretty sure they have about 10 different stores or something like this, maybe more. Wow. And the other day we, we did this photo shoot for, um, for a brand. I'm not going to say what niche it is, uh, but um, yeah. And it, they're just completely, um, completely killing it. And the good thing is that it's, like they're willing to share like a lot of information with, um, with their other friends. And it's, uh, it's a similar situation as, um, what you guys were doing with, with another agency owner. It's like this total, um, constructive sort of mindset, which I really love in terms of the buying businesses thing. Yeah. It's, it's something that someone does after. So I, I would say like the, what, what I'm seeing is the first stage is the general store or slash dropshipping stage. And then mm -hmm. niching down on specific products. So then they become a dropshipping niche and then they want to start creating their own products and have their own inventory, as you were saying, which is like stage three, let's say, and then mm -hmm. focusing on those brands, stage four, and then like maybe stage five. But this, there's definitely an overlap um, because on stage five, they, they might start buying other businesses and they're already established and then just build them up yeah, because yeah. they already have the infrastructure. Mm -hmm. And what do you think? What are the numbers? Uh, how and uh, not just in terms of revenue, but in terms of staff size, like employee, how many employees they have at at the different levels? Mm. Can um, we general, generalize uh, these numbers, or it's hard to to say that? So I actually don't have that much uh, insight into the size of their companies. I do know. Uh, some guys who are making yeah seventy hundred thousand dollar days and things like this. I mean, it's obviously they work with different margins, especially with the dropshippers. And in terms of the staff size, I like there's so many different approaches. We know a guy who employs like a bunch of VAs from the Philippines, and um, yeah, he uses that as social proof and 
things like that and <laughs> some crazy um, sort of value arbitrage strategies. And that's the that's the interesting thing about dropshipping because it's sort of like a way of living. It's this yeah, yeah. like grab something from somewhere, ideally add something to it and then create even more value. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's a way to network with people as well. And yeah, it's just this uh, really, really interesting mindset that happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, what are your personal feelings about it after talking to so many guys in this uh, industry? Like, uh, because, you know, there are people who are more positive about this, other people are more negative and uh, doesn't it feel like, you know, you you always have to catch the trends, especially if it's a general store. And if you miss the trends, the trending products, um, or 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 something happens with your Facebook or or Google Ads, then the whole system is screwed, and you know you can run after your money, and it becomes very 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 hard to um, keep keep the business alive. Yeah, I mean the thing is that. Um... Even with dropshipping, if if someone has a more long-term mindset, then um, it can definitely be sustainable. That's that's my impression. And in terms of the the growth and sort of positivity mindset, it's it's it would be really difficult for someone to live in Bali and may, maybe like start all these businesses if if they don't have sort of more of a a long-term strategy at least like yeah they wouldn't be mm-hmm. able to like be here for very long uh because it's just uh yeah i know i know a few guys who i know this specific guy who had a business partner and a lot i, I see a lot of business partner like situations by the way which i i find is interesting there's way less partnership sort of setups in the agency world i feel and i just think it's an interesting dynamic and Yeah, so like yeah, yeah. people always work with with uh, partners, and w- there's always this question of maybe one of them wanting more short term profits, and then the other one is looking more yeah, long term. Yeah. And Typical. there's yeah, and there's a lot of drif- different like backgrounds to each person of how they ended up doing dropshipping, which is super interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what do you think? Which one is better, or or? Uh, there is a better approach, or or, or not really, or and also what was the reason of this partnership setups? I I I I also thought about it in the past, and I didn't really find the reason why. Maybe just there is so much work at the beginning that you cannot really do do it alone. So you just pick a friend and 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 you start doing it together. Or what do you think? Why these partnerships exist in um, in dropshipping? Yeah, I mean, it's probably down to different people being diff- being good at different things. So we know a few guys who work together, uh, even a few of our clients, where one of them is just uh, world class at Facebook ads, for instance, and then the other person is better at maybe management or HR or more like potentially higher level thinking, and it could lead to that. But uh, but it definitely adds like extra complexity in it, into it. And a lot of times what, what happens, I, I know a few examples where two brothers are working together or two sisters, whatever. And that can like be very, very, like even more difficult in my impression mm-hmm. uh, because it's just like the extra family connection yeah. is just adding. Yeah, yeah. 
Actually, I know a few twins or, or brothers and sisters, and I could see that it, it can work out very well. I think what's the worst is if they are a couple, but I, I, I can still see good examples. So it's, it's not possible to, you know, generalize, but I, I, I couldn't uh, imagine my my girlfriend uh doing dropshipping and or or even an agency maybe an agency that's 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 uh i can imagine that but not not e-commerce probably okay so you sent uh, an article to our team and i think we posted it into our facebook group as well um what was the what was the name of the magazine i think i think wired. it was wired yeah wired um, it's a British uh, magazine, and uh, the title is "It's Bullshit Inside the Weird Get Rich Quick World of Dropshipping." In Bali, Western immigrants are selling products they've never handled from countries they've never visited to consumers they've never met. <laughs> so, this is a long article. I think we will link it uh, below the post and 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 you will find the link and this article and it got viral uh viral um there are some big names mike vestiel uh who is a youtuber as well um have you met anyone from this uh, article by the way michael craig i met a few uh, people but i'm not gonna name names <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's a long article and uh, it's a very sarcastic, let's say. Mm. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? And and also your friend, what are the opinions of, of your friends there uh, in Bali? Yeah, um, I mean, we're obviously uh, sort of laughing at it, sort of. Uh, it's just a very, very interesting article because it cap- captures this exact... I don't know, uh, yeah, four street area, uh, one square <laughs> kilometer maybe where we are exactly located in. And it is true, like, it's, it's, it's weird. It's such a, it's such a hub for, um, people in the e-commerce world. And, um, yeah, I mean, different people have different perspectives. Uh, the writer clearly does, doesn't fancy, uh, this sort of industry. And yeah, it's just, um, <laughs> I don't have much to, say on like much to comment on here because the, I mean, the article expresses like their point of view of the exact situation. And yeah, I mean, dropshipping is still like um, a great way for a lot of people to make money and um, start their uh, entrepreneurial ventures. And yeah, I'm, I'm sure Mike, for example, got a, a lot of very good publicity for his uh, YouTube show, <laughs> which is funny as well. So yeah. probably he didn't re- he didn't resist to be in this article. Probably not, probably not, yeah. 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 Okay. How about poker? <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that I definitely noticed uh uh from these people is uh they just love taking risks, which kind of comes with the like the entrepreneurial mindset as well. A lot of people did different <laughs> entrepreneurial ventures when they were younger. Uh, One of them is poker, right? One of them is poker. There's a few professional poker players here, which is 
okay, there might be a few professional poker players here because um, it's not exactly legal in Bali, but um, there's um, there's different ways to handle that situation. <laughs> but uh, it's very funny. Uh, it's it's really fun to it's really interesting really to play poker with a lot of these ecom guys because. It's really difficult to bluff them because they will always just call because a lot of them are super filthy rich. So they don't really mind like buying in again. And actually it's an interesting um, thing now. Personally, I'm, I, I don't mind uh, the money perspective. I, I like the, the sort of networking and get together and I like it from that, that perspective. But I, I know a lot of people who are, who wouldn't enjoy sort of any tape, like board games without any financial investment or implication and um yeah a lot of guys want to play really really high stakes which is funny but um yeah we try to keep it uh friendly and everything uh the next things are we started playing uh, football together and we're probably organizing a fifa tournament so that can be wow. interesting it's, it's it's a financial state yeah one one other thing that we started doing is just flipping for everything so like when we go to a restaurant, it's just a lot of these e-com guys, they, they, uh, we always love like going for like heads or tails and then the loser pays and yeah, just people in general here are loving to take risks. So, so that's an interesting sort of byproduct. Yeah. And did, did you, did you win many times or, or what's the overall success rate um, I'm, very shit, I'm very shit at poker so I, I'm, I'm sort of funding their facebook ads at this point uh i i watched a few videos it's just um they they care so little and they play so like loose aggressive um also i like it's i, I don't want to be the the guy at the table even though i probably am but i don't want to be the guy who like never plays i don't know how good your poker knowledge is but yeah I, I just don't want to be the guy who always falls but um and then just yeah I, I tend to do it for the enjoyment but um but i'm definitely in minus so yeah i don't want to name numbers but um yeah i need to i can give you a few books if you want and, and books? My, flat, my, my flatmate actually my two flatmates they were ex uh poker players so mm -hmm. one of i think one of them lived from poker for a while so yeah nice another um, interesting uh yeah characteristic of these uh people that i forgot about bali actually is um is how it's a little bit like san francisco in the way that <laughs> san francisco is like the capital of the world for like tech startups but also for like hippie movements and sort of vegan food and, and things of that nature. So it's like this really interesting mixture. And Bali is very similar in the sense that it's such a, it's basically the capital of the world for yoga and sort of spirituality, even though there are other places for that too. And at the same time, there's these massive business guys and um, they're just walking around in flip-flops and, that's what we said with one of my friends that Bali is basically like Dubai for networking. Uh, you, you meet like really high net worth people, but the difference is that like when you go to Dubai, the, the rich people, they wear $10,000 suits and they drive a Lamborghini and they try to sort of show off. Whereas here in Bali, um, it's more like sort of 
Loki and like any guy that you see like just walking on the street, like maybe even barefoot. That's another thing here. Like everyone walks barefoot. It's super new to me, but um, everyone walks barefoot and then they wear this like secondhand Hawaii shirt. And mm-hmm. yeah, they they go to the mountain to meditate and stuff on Saturdays. And uh, it's this really interesting mixture of two totally different sort of way of thinking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, I think there is a meme about this. There is a guy in a suit and uh, there is another guy in uh, pajamas and they are walking in the street and uh, the suited guy works for the guy who is in pajamas yeah. because he's so rich that, that he can walk in pajamas in, in the street. Um, yeah. And, and beside these, um, what do you think why um, a few business owners, few e-commerce business owners, they become eight-figure with their companies and others, they stick to six-figure or, or, or seven-figure, but they never make the eight-figure level or even higher? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And we've been talking about it a lot. And uh, yeah, we see it all over the place, even with clients that we're working with or how someone phrases a question on a Facebook group mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. when we're having dinner, like how they're talking about their recent uh, experiences. Everything is just in the mindset. It's crazy how uh, my flatmate and I were also talking that um, we've been like living in a few different uh, countries and um, we always try to network with sort of uh, yeah, people who are really into entrepreneurship and really want to grow their businesses. And um, it's so crazy how just by having like one dinner and maybe one conversation, we can see like exactly which trajectory they're going on. And just by the way they, for example, uh, one of my friends um, from Lisbon, like you, you could clearly see that he's going to be um, completely crushing it with uh, with his agency just by the way he was talking about, yeah, I, I, I didn't, like close this this who's client. This guy, by the way? Who, who's this guy? Uh, I can Let's give him a shout out. I, I can give him a shout out. So it's Tiago, um, Tiago and Odolfo actually both. Um, there. So Tiago is doing Facebook ads. Uh, shout out, man. Uh, hope you're doing well in Brazil. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, just certain things that, for example, we noticed. And I, I know for a fact that he's doing like three three x what he was like a few months ago or something like mm-hmm. this. And he's from the Dolpho as well. He's, he's living with your ex-flatmates who, or was living yeah. with in Cancun. Shout um, out to Borja. <laughs> shout out to Borja as well, yeah. Um, and yeah, just by the the way they were like doing focused work and the way they were communicating about their failures, it, it tells a lot. And on the flip side, um, there are, I don't know, sort of like potential like ex-clients of ours, but we could say other examples too where... It's just um, the way they are there, – there's like certain characteristics which would indicate to us, let's say. Uh, and by the way, this is not like a, a thing that, yeah, if, if someone like micromanages on one thing, then they're definitely not going to make it to eight figures. It's just, it's just a good way to sort of predict, make an educated guess, let's put it that way. Like, for instance, if um, – yeah, we, we would be doing email marketing setup for someone uh, who has mm-hmm. an e-commerce store and they want to take part in the entire process. They want to know about everything and they're just so involved and they're unable to just let go of their ego 
and yeah, just just let sort of either the experts um, mm-hmm. handle it, or it's probably happening the same way in their company, where they're even like if there's like a new employee potentially, and then um, they would rather do it themselves. Like a, a good, I would say, a good indicator of um, like someone's trajectory is is if if they say, and I I actually did this in the past, like maybe even like a few weeks ago where it's like, oh, I'll just do it myself. It's quicker that way. I think if someone says that sentence, it's a good yeah, indicator. Yeah. yeah. Um, so actually I need to um, pay more attention to that. And yeah, it's just uh, definitely uh, we can, we can see things based on how someone's mind, yeah. where someone's mindset is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think micromanagement is a huge indicator, as you said, if they always babysit people, even if everything goes well. And, uh, you know, there are two two bad uh, things about micromanagement or micromanaging others. One is you will have less time because you babysit others and, and also those people uh, won't trust you as much or, or actually they won't like you as much if, they, if you always babysit them, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and also the other thing what I can see, uh, successful entrepreneurs, they, they uh, think in terms of uh, value and, and ROI and, and results, um, not in terms of features like how many hours someone worked or, or, mm. or uh, how many meetings they attended. Because... I think if you want to be successful, then you shouldn't really care about about that. You should care about uh, the results. Like I'm totally fine if if our biz dev uh, girl Rebecca she works only one hour per day, but she closes ten new clients every day, uh, versus she works ten hours and she closes one client uh, every day. She, she doesn't close uh, 10 clients every day, of course, but uh, the results and, and, and the value and the ROI is much more important for successful entrepreneurs than, than you know, these, these features. And same with email marketing. If, if we can bring in like 30% extra revenue from emails, that should be much more important than how to change the, the header or, or creating one more email because that's nice to do. Um, yeah, that's my opinion. And, and we can see these patterns. We work with um, many e-commerce guys. So, so, yeah, it's interesting to see it. And you can see, it, you can see the, these patterns after a few minutes, right? Or, or after one conversation, after 20 minutes of conversation, it's very easy to spot that trajectory, yeah. right? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think it was a great insight from you. Um, and how how are you seeing yourself in the next months and and in the next few years? Uh, solid question. So, uh, next <laughs> few months. So, I think probably these borders are still going to be shut uh, for the next few months. Um, so actually like it's it's super interesting how how this quarantine period is um sort of making people like um rethink things and um yeah it's just 
for for me, for instance, it, it just helped me a lot with my daily habits and things of that nature, uh, because there's like way less distractions and um, yeah, it, it like less things to do, but also it just because my schedule before was compared to now like all over the place and um, had like not too much planning and now this has helped me like massively personally um and if yeah for the next few months um i mean obviously staying in bali unless i get kicked out by the government uh they like to uh, make instant changes um here it's uh it's kind of unpredictable I guess. No, like, like, for example, there was this nyepi, this day of uh, meditation, which uh, I, oh, yeah. I think it was on a Wednesday, and uh, like there was like no internet. There was an interesting um, thing, by the way. We were also hanging out with uh, a few uh, a few of the e-commerce guys, and let's say let's just say we were meditating. So um, that was that was really interesting. And then they, in the meantime, they decided, oh, let's let's make this two days. <laughs> Let's make, wow. let's make let's make no internet for two days. Just like in the meantime, they decided, and we found out on the second day. So that was funny, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm thinking of staying in Bali, um, just solidifying um, certain things about um, my myself as well. Obviously, like improve on certain things. And uh, in terms of years, I mean, yeah, I really really like this place. So you mentioned that I really like traveling. The truth is like. <laughs> I'm really happy now to just like stay in one place and make it a base and build out a solid network and a group of people that, um, that are around the good, the good thing about Bali is there's a lot of people living here. There is a bunch of them that end up leaving, but it's still, um, yeah, just amazing for networking for sure. And I know that you might be coming as well in January. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, in January. I think my dad yeah, yeah. might be coming in January as well, which can be funny. Your um, dad? Yeah, yeah, my father, yeah. <laughs> He's a marketer as well. He's a marketer as well, yes. And um, yeah, let, let's let's see what happens in, in, in the next few years. I'm definitely not thinking about leaving, maybe maybe setting up sort of a visa here. And mm-hmm. yeah, let's let's see what the next few years bring. Awesome. Um, my last question to you. So do you want to add anything beside these that you think, uh, that, that would help e-commerce people and, and digital marketers if they listen to this podcast? Um, I mean, we have a few masterminds where, um, where we're talking about different things and, one of the biggest things is like a lot of people, they're so involved in the like the trenches and like, you know how Gary Vee says like clouds and dirt, they're just so involved oh, yeah. in the in the dirt and just the everyday like happenings that yeah. a lot of times they focus on the wrong thing. And that's by the way true, I think for if you want to improve in any other area of life, let's say, um, yeah, with growing any business and maybe, yeah, for example, with me, like I was focusing on how the logo what the, what the font was on my logo for like two weeks. Okay. That's an over exaggeration, but I think you get the point. Whereas I should just have been like focusing on Legion. So yeah. a lot of people have like focus on sort of the wrong things. Uh, we mm-hmm. had a few, few clients who definitely went for, I mean, it's good to have a long-term mindset and like have everything in place, but, uh, Not at the yeah, point, like, right. Yeah. And, 
definitely also like I, I cannot say how much because in the past like six months I've only been like surrounding myself with uh, people like yourself and um, yeah Tiago by the way I wanted to mention their um, uh, um, business name so like Tiago from Macedo Marketing and then uh, Adolfo from Logo World <laughs> I wanted to give a shout out uh, like people <laughs> like them as well and it just like helps so much with like surrounding yourself like the five closest people you <laughs> are what yeah. you are as well. So um, yeah, yeah. these things I, I think are massive. Awesome. Uh, thank you, Ben. I think um, at least me, I, I learned a lot from you and I hope the, the audience as well. And uh, thanks for listening this uh, very first episode of the Ecom show and see you everyone in the next um, episode next week. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ecom Show podcast. If you want to learn more about e-commerce, retention marketing, check out our Facebook group called Top 3% E-commerce Email Marketing or check out our website, thebudaimedia.com. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. See you in our next episode and don't forget our goal. Grow your e-commerce business together.